Welcome to Design Details, episode 15. I'm Brian Lovin. And I'm Bryn Jackson. This week we have two guests. This is our first week with two officially scheduled episodes. This is the second episode. You already heard the first one with Jared Rondu. This one is with uh, two Facebook designers, Jeremy Goldberg, who works on the Messenger team, and George Kettenberg, who works on the Parse team. Super fun conversation. Uh, we hope you guys like this. Okay. This is mediocre best, really. <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun. Uh, let us know what you think of this format. So um, we're, we're thinking that for this second episode on the, uh, in the middle of the week, we'll be a little bit more topical, um, bring two people on, discuss current events or or really specific things in design rather than really like digging into one person's background. We delve into their background a little bit in this one, but I think it works. They're fun stories. They're fun stories and I think it worked, but yeah, I think the overall goal as you'll see is to just have it be a little bit more topical. So let us know what you think. You can hit us up on Twitter. We're at design details FM or shoot us an email. Our address is design details FM at gmail.com. This episode has no sponsors, so without further ado, let's get into episode 15 with Jeremy Goldberg and George Kettenberg III. Okay, so Periscope. So, really cool app. Um, I had this crazy experience with it, right? So, um, I was like in my apartment on a Friday night or something working, and I think I worked from home that day, so I was like in my pajamas and just like chilling, and I had just downloaded Periscope, and I was hearing a lot about it. It seemed kind of cool. And like moments after I d- downloaded this app, I get a push notification that like someone I follow on Twitter is like is Periscoping. So I was like, okay, just download this app, gotta try it out. Open the the like live feed of of them recording, and uh, it happens to be like this very Vegas style party, and you have like blackjack and poker tables and like girls dancing on like these rings and like you have like like um what are they called like the guys that dance in vegas that are like kind of half nude or whatever like uh strippers no not that (laughs) whatever they are like it was just like vegas 100 percent, and like they have the same thing going up inside this building and i quickly realized as this guy's recording um that uh what he's recording is inside the building that I live in. What? Um, and so here I am in my pajamas seeing this party happening in my building, like in like the downstairs terrace and like there's an upstairs terrace. And in I was your like, pajamas and terraces. This yes. Is the highest, like, yes. And so I'm like, holy shit. Highfalutin. By the way, can we say that here? Is that you okay? can say whatever. Okay. I was like, holy want. shit. Um, there's this crazy party happening. And so I like get in my jeans and a blazer because it's kind of like classy, fancy-ish. Oh, you should have gone in the pajamas. I should have been, that would have been <laughs> rad. It yeah. was strippers. And now I'm at this amazing party with free drinks and free food and like all this stuff. Like, because of Periscope. moments later. Like it was the most unbelievable experience. And like they it should was just put that a free, on their website or free open party? Yeah, it was for our like for our building. What? And it was it was unbelievable. And like I had this incredible moment with Periscope and I haven't had a lot of moments like that, especially with like startups that had like just started and just come out. Like usually it takes some time to like build your reputation, like yeah. user base and whatnot. And it was just like totally amazing. Did you guys do Meerkat or anything like that? I played with it for like the first day. I don't know. The push notifications just drive me crazy. Like I installed Periscope for like 15 minutes and I just like I couldn't handle the push. I like probably wasn't in like the right state of mind to be installing a new app like that. But like it's like the middle of the day, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with all these push notifications. I'm just going to delete this right now. Mm. So I was, yeah, I did the same with Meerkat. Yeah, I don't know. The first thing I did right after I downloaded it was 
move like the mount on my motorcycle so i could live stream my ride to work turns oh, out the nice. vibrations are like ridiculous and it just goes like the whole camera is oh, like no. it looks like so the camera's made, on acid you made like a bunch of people throw up i i mean i tried nice. i did my best We're going I, up? I, nice. I love watching the motorcycle videos like especially sam like he does these motorcycle videos of him just like talking and he's like recording on a gopro or something and it's just like this incredible experience i don't even like it's kind of freaky to watch because you feel about scared for him. First, uh, Sam's, yeah, Sam. So his personal Sam, personal Sam, yeah. And he's like riding on his motorcycle, talking, and it's so cool. And I would, I would love to see you periscope that, Bryn. It'd be awesome. It would, but you I have get, to like, find a stabilized. Yeah, like, I have to find a place to put it. I actually have a GoPro mount for my backpack strap. You put on your helmet? That would be perfect. Uh, Duct tape. Uh, yeah, I like my I like my helmet <laughs> too much. Even though I beat the crap out of my helmet, I just don't want to stick stuff to it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> Sam's listening right now. Oh jeez! Yay, motorcycle <laughs> videos! <laughs> awesome. So, is are uh, these apps that could make their way into Facebook Messenger, or what's what's the <laughs> diving right in? Let, let's talk yeah, about future stuff. Go ahead. That, that thing you said you couldn't talk about. Let's do that first. <laughs> well, okay. So this is the week after F eight, totally, and Messenger has announced the app platform. Right. So we know this. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, the Messenger platform is open. So, um, Periscope could do it. Developers can essentially do what they want, and we can learn how developers are using the platform. Um, I'm not sure that there's like any strict rules against like someone doing something as long as it follows our guidelines. That could be like a really cool concept, too. Like, I know Periscope's very, Periscope's very like, um, like one to many, but like being able to spin up like a quick, live stream with your friends could be really cool that's like more closed off i don't know is there anything like that right now isn't that uh hangouts on air something like that i have no idea maybe i think they have something where you can but do that that's such a high friction thing to start i could see like you send a link and you're in it i mean that's that's the same as periscope but right? if you're if you're like walking around on your phone and stuff yeah i don't know i could see that yeah that'd be cool okay <laughs> <laughs> So the the biggest thing that I was like freaking out about was the whole Facebook Messenger like with companies mm, with businesses. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's awesome. what I worked on. Um, no with, yeah, it was super fun, <laughs> uh, and there's like so much more to do. It's like Path Talk, but with an audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the brilliant thing about Messenger is that there's over 600 million people on the platform, um, which like makes it really easy to like build these experiences that that a lot of people can can now have. Um, and I work, I worked on this with, uh, Vivian Wang. She's actually been working on it lo- longer than I have. Cause I just joined Facebook like three months ago or so. Um, and 600 million is like a full 10th of the planet. Yeah. That's it's insane. A, it's a lot yeah. of people are closing, closing in on it. Right. And like, that's an amazing number. Yeah. And I think what makes it so incredible to work on is like designing solutions that have, that have to work for that many people. And there's just so many constraints and so many things you have to think about. And it just elevates you as a designer, I think. Um, and, you know, I think our, our goal is to, you know, create these new experiences and interactions between people and businesses. And what we, you know, announced at F8 is like, you know, an early effort at that. Um, and we have like incredible partners that we're working with, which have just been a pleasure. And it's just a really exciting project. So I'm well, super, I'm super pumped. I'm I'm so curious more about like what are the constraints and what is yeah. the process like designing for that many people? Yeah, totally. So um I worked on a handful of things. Um one of them 
uh, which is something I probably worked on for about four or five weeks, um, is this um, entry point that you have on a business's website, which is a high signal entry point, which is the checkout flow. And so essentially we have this module that we put, um, that businesses put on their checkout flow that say like, you know, you can send these updates and get shipping, uh, real-time shipping, you know, updates right in Messenger. And there are like so many constraints with doing this because, well, one of the, one of the major ones is like, you cannot hurt conversion for that business in the checkout flow. Otherwise, like you lose, you lose trust and like, it's just, it's not good. Um, and so when you're designing this module, like you have to consider all of these things and like all these things that might, um, you don't want to hurt their, their conversion. You don't have to hurt conversion, but how did you test that? Well, okay. So like there's a, there's a, I can talk about a few more constraints too, which is like, um, for the first time you, I think you have like messengers brand outside of its normal context of messenger or even Facebook. Right. So now you have messenger on like a totally different website. Um, where like, you know, someone is not used to seeing it there. And so they have to like connect the dots and understand that this is messenger, like the app or the, or the platform. And so that's another hard constraint. And then like the other constraint is you can't, you don't want to feel spammy because it's, it's actually, it's not spammy. It's like this incredible experience, but people are so used to, um, seeing something on a checkout flow, which is like send me promotional offers and like all this junk that you don't want in your email. Yeah. Uh, and, and you like, you're trying to provide like this amazing value and you, and you have to like overcome that like mental model that people already have and overcome that obstacle so that you can like get them into this better experience. So those, those are some of like the high level, uh, constraints and challenges that we had. So how did you validate that? the things you designed actually worked and didn't hurt conversion and right. people would feel comfortable with that Facebook experience outside of Facebook. Yeah, totally. So, um, when I came in, um, the team had already been thinking about this a little bit and my job was to own this part of the experience. Um, and so, um, uh, there was like, there was a few designs floating around of, of how this would work and how this was communicated to people. Um, and what I, uh, took a look at was essentially three things, which was the hierarchy of this message, the value prop itself, and then how our brand is communicated in that message. Um, and so ultimately like you user study these things. So we had a baseline, which was like the first few iterations of the design that we had before I had gotten there. Um, and then once we like started diving deeper into this, we started testing, like, how does this, how does the way we communicate this message like change the perception and um and for for people in these user studies and so we ultimately found like little by little that what we were doing um was you know increasing like the understanding of what this thing was and um and ultimately like providing a better experience for people and like they were they knew what they were going to get um and that's like super hard to test but we found a way to do it and i think it turned out really well i'm super proud of it it took a long time though. Um, and there's just like all kinds of stuff that comes up, you know? So I don't know. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Five weeks for just that one thing. That's crazy. It was like five weeks for like essentially 11 words on the pre-checkout <laughs> module. What were the words? So, um, you have a memorized. Come on. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> it's, um, get real time shipping updates on your phone. And then it says, 
send to messenger. How many times did you test the text of that? <laughs> Mind that a lot. blown. Um, Listen to how perfect that was. Send to messenger. <laughs> send to messenger. Yeah. So, um, like the way that that I that we approached this was like, okay, like I said earlier, which was hierarchy, the value prop, and then the brand. So, if you imagine a world where like our first user study essentially set up the 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 module as like you know, like a, a messenger logo, like the word messenger, like here's our brand. And like, you're going to get like all these great things like live chat and like personalized updates and all this stuff. Right. And then you start like picking it apart. Right. So the first thing I wanted to do was change the hierarchy. So instead I wanted to communicate the value prop first and that this happens to be done with messenger. So that was step one. And we found that to be like uh, really valuable. And the second part, um, which is, Tied well. The the second part is tied to two things. It's tied to the brand and the value prop. So the value prop in this type of situation, because you're on a checkout page, can't be too long. Otherwise, you're going to get someone thinking it's spam. So it has to be like super short and concise, and drive really what people want. Which in most cases is like, I want to know when my package gets here. And so um, the idea was like, you're going to get real time shipping updates. And I put like a little truck icon next to it to like reinforce that. And the second part, which goes with the brand identity piece is that then we say on your phone. And once you see on your phone and then underneath that, the little messenger badge and the word messenger, now you have that person making the connection that this is messenger, like on your phone, probably the app. Um, And so those were like the three pieces that ultimately like on a high level influenced the design and like influenced, you know, how these things tested. Um, and I, I'm super proud of the work and it's super cool to see. I'm like very excited to see like how, how it progresses and how we iterate now that we're starting to learn and it'll be out in the wild soon. Yeah. I don't know if you can comment on it, but like the, I'd be curious how you guys approach that stuff versus like Google now. Like I get, I get that you have the messenger, like the messaging and like social element of that, which Google now doesn't quite have, but I guess with just the shipping. I think the real question is, is it built in React Native? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Wait, what? The web stuff? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, not Brandon. the web stuff. Get out of here. But the... I don't think so, at least. I would say no. no. You didn't no. rebuild all your apps in I'm React not, Native? I'm not like... What kind of dog fooding is that? It's a web piece. It wouldn't be React Native. No, no, no. The actual app. Oh, Messenger is an yeah. app? No. Oh, it's, all, it's all client-side. Like, There's no yeah, React iOS, Native was Android. still too new, I think. But so is Messenger, Messenger built in... React Native. Not Think that you I just know. Said no. <laughs> no. Wait, really? Everything's built like using the. I was trying to do a, a nice smooth segue and it didn't work at all, but it's okay. <laughs> Try go again one more time. You got this. I believe in you. So React Native is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, How it's d- super exciting. And Internet of Things. And Internet, IoT. all the things. Yeah, yeah maybe just. <laughs> a recap of everything that parse does just just take yeah. us through the whole keynote again yeah whole, okay yeah i gotta memorize it's cool do some um, with the visual parts of our brain yeah i'll be very uh visceral with my descriptions of mm. parse mm. engineers <laughs> are good at jokes timing that, that's what i took away from it at what joke timing yeah remember um oh 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 oh, 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 oh. The, the javascript joke is that what you're joke? I don't remember. He I was like, remember. this is why engineers aren't good at comedy timing. Oh, maybe. I don't really know what you're talking about. 
I'm I sorry. watched the live stream for about five minutes. Yeah, it's fair. Um, did you say eleven really excitedly? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> eleven people. <laughs> eleven people care about us. Hey, I'm not seeing any hearts up there though. I don't know how hearts work, but yeah, I'm know. just stoked eleven people are watching us. Oh, there's one. Is oh. that one? Oh, oh. no. Nope. Yeah, no, I see some. No, maybe. I swear I saw something. They'd be down by Brian's stomach. Yeah, maybe it was a ghost. Probably just like all It was friends. probably a ghost. That yeah. makes a lot more sense, actually. I believe it. Oh, see, I, there's one. I saw... Um, nope. Maybe it's a reflection. I don't Send know. Send more hearts, y'all. Hearts. This is really good podcasting. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just play Candy Crush. We've gotten off topic enough times that I've totally lost track of where we're at in the show. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We're about to hear... We have a maximum of 17 minutes on the clock. What does that mean? We're... Oh, maybe a third done maybe a quarter done who knows okay so let's get into some some meaty stuff talk to talk to us about parse so yeah parse dropped a bunch of stuff at f8 um yes. it was pretty exciting i guess the biggest thing was parse for iot um which the press seemed really really excited about and i think we're all really excited about internally um i wish there was like more designy stuff to talk about because it was really just like a couple new like SDKs which really don't pass through me in any way because it's all code based but um, it's really exciting and cool to see where this is going to take uh, IoT and parse um, and I think it's one of the interesting things that I kind of think about is that a lot of the other IoT offerings they're all done by people who have kind of like their own agendas there whether they have their own app store or their own hardware or something where facebook or parse's iot offering is kind of neutral we're kind of like switzerland where we don't have an app store we don't have any hardware like we just want to kind of help you make something really cool um which i think is interesting just a quick side note that's definitely our title (laughs) what we're kind of like switzerland we're kind of like that's a good one um so where do you fit in as a designer into all of this? Yeah. Where are you working the most? Um, well, it's kind of interesting. And I think listening to Jeremy talk about Messenger kind of like really drives home how different Parse is from like a lot of other teams at Facebook um, because we're very much still like functioning like a startup inside of Facebook. Um, and me being the only designer, I'm doing everything from like marketing pages to emails to product design to branding to like I like a week before or no like a couple weeks before F8 I we decided to do like these little pocket guides so I was doing like print design like a three weeks before F8 to like do a whole 48 page book and like we did it in like a week so yeah I'm kind of all over the place which is cool like I came from an agency so I'm used to like really fast paced like doing a lot of different things at once um so it definitely like it's not strange for me to be like that so it's kind of i don't know it's definitely like a unique spot to be in as a designer at facebook because a lot of other teams you don't have that much like width in your like what you're doing day to day do you feel isolated from the rest of design at facebook no so um i kind of it's cool because i report into the platform design team because yes um so um you threw me off. Tian's the- coming on the show. Oh, is so he cool? I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be awesome. Um, awesome. But so I report into platform design. So, and they're solving a lot of the same problems that I am, right? Because platform design, or the platform team is all about helping developers connect with Facebook as a platform. So it's really the same kind of challenges of like designing for developers. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different, I think, than designing for consumers. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the Parse website right now. And- yeah. 
I don't Did you think all it, of Kristoff's uh, assets? Ba- like almost, yes. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. Well, it doesn't even say the word Facebook on the homepage. So, like, how do yeah. you how how does that work to design something that's like so far removed from Facebook branding and yeah? Like, well, but I think it is it's Facebook. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same as like the other acquisitions by Facebook, right? Like, Instagram is still very much Instagram. It's not, it's not Facebook Instagram, right? Right. Ocu- if, if, if like Facebook had bought Instagram and relabeled it like Facebook Camera, like I think I don't think it would have gone very well. I don't <laughs> Wait, know what happened. To Facebook That's camera bad branding. Yeah, or I mean, like the the really the thing that I Is love it just about photos? it's on. Was there a camera? There Facebook was a camera, camera app. Yeah. I think what? I don't know. A long time ago. That's, yeah. Ew. All right. Um, one of the things I really admire is that when Facebook acquires companies, they really like stick true to the fact that they just want to support something that they believe in. Like Oculus, WhatsApp, Instagram, Parse, they're all like still very much their own companies. And internally, we still kind of like run ourselves and we, we make our own decisions. And there's not a lot of like oversight from Facebook. Like they really just, they're like, Hey, we think this is cool. We want to help you guys. But then what, what's Facebook's like play on the internet of things? Well, I guess I can see it long term, but how does that impact your day to day? Does it at all? I don't think, I don't think really. There's, I mean, I I saw like a lot of press about like t- the trying to make connections between like Facebook and the parse for IoT stuff. When there's really not, it's just something that we thought would be really cool. Yeah, what's just, really interesting about Facebook to me is that they're just trying to enable everything. Yeah, it's it's not like we're in this vertical. It's like we're in every vertical. How can we just make things happen and figure it out later if yeah. if there's a business case behind it? That's yeah. what it looks like from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I mean, enabling nerds is something I'm all about. But you are a nerd. Good talk. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't really think that it it does directly impact Facebook. I mean, maybe maybe a year or two when it like evolves some, then you know maybe I don't know. It's anything's possible, right? But I don't think initially there there was no like there was no like secret master plan. Like yeah, we're gonna get into the IoT space and then like take over the world. Like it's nothing. It was just something that honestly Parse thought would be cool to do. They're not know. wrong. Yeah. I was going to say, we can cut this out. I was going to say, as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where that data's going. So Facebook just moved into a new office. Are you guys in there right now? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just moved in today. There's so much debate going on right now about open floor plan offices. How do you guys feel as Ooh. designers? Is there anymore? I thought yeah. that was over. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's still said to be one of the most incredibly distracting work environments. I don't know. I like it. Um, it allows me to like be able to move really freely within the environment and find a developer or find someone on a different team. And it encourages communication across teams, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really, really valuable. Uh, I think that if it's, if you don't, it's kind of hard to say, but like there are maybe just certain types of personalities that just are not into that. But I think like overall it like, it inhibits like a really unique and interesting and positive work environment i found personally yeah i think i was gonna say the same thing like i just I'm, i can't like count how many situations where like i'll hear about something just because like maybe a few desks over someone's having a conversation about it and you know they might not realize that i have like insight or like an opinion on this and whether or not that's a good or bad thing i don't know but to me like it feels like it's a good thing because random discussions just happen to happen and you know people feel more connected and i think that I think that that kind of like random collision of people is really helpful to coming up with new ideas because 
if you think about like how the creative process works in general, like you're constantly taking in like input and like your brain's just like colliding it and synthesizing new ideas. So like having that happen in the real world is kind of, I don't know. I can't see how it would be bad, but I definitely think that like there are definitely certain types of people that may not function best in that environment. And, you know, maybe Facebook's not like the right place for them to work. I don't know. And that that's the thing with broad generalities. Like you just, you can't say it's incredibly distracting for everyone because some people won't care. Some totally. people will Makes put on sense, headphones yeah. and they'll be like set. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think like that the environment is super free. Like I know a lot of the designers work from home on Wednesdays. So, you know, it's not like there's no all like you're not like you're not punching a clock and being forced to be in your desk at like all times. Right. You can always like work from home for a day or like the new space has like like so many little nooks and crannies to just like take your laptop and chill and have, like get some like quiet space mm-hmm. that the roof too. yeah there's like the whole top of it's a freaking roof like it's the not whole, the whole top top a roof? roof i mean a park <laughs> what the whole roof the whole top of the roof is a park yeah so i was really excited about the like main marketing campaign was famous instagrammers like, oh yeah i thought that, that was interesting that's amazing i thought that did you not hear that wait what yeah so for like they didn't release any press photos. Apparently, I'm just. Para- I don't know of any of this. I'm making all this oh, up from oh, what I've oh. like overheard. So they that, didn't release that aerial view. Was actually Iran doing a helicopter? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> he tends to always be in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> just on his helicopter break. Just like I guess I'll go Does see he what's have going a on. Yet? I'm sure. The Teespring helicopter. Dropping t-shirts. <laughs> Teespring helicopter. Dropping t-shirts. I like it. I like yeah. It. Um. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool like campaign they basically didn't release any press photos but instead they invited like a few like 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 instagrammers with a lot of followers to like have the run of the campus last night i guess when it was finished and they just like instagram the crap out of it i think there's a hat like it's like mpk 20 sneak peek or something is the hashtag you can Mm. search and pk 20 but there's something else on the end of it i don't know um but yeah it's crazy that was a cool idea um did you guys move in today or have you been there for a little while? Today was the first day of business. First day. Yeah, first yeah. Day. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, it's like Disneyland for me because I'm like so the into like campus was furniture and like architecture and like all this stuff. I'm just like running around taking pictures of everything. That's so like, metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just headbanging through campus. Headbanging about the furniture. <laughs> it's so awesome. I don't know. No, it's sick. And like they did such a good job. It's like stuffing it full of art for day one. Yeah. Like just like, that's something I've always liked about Facebook's campuses too, is it even still like I'll go to like a building, like maybe a floor of a building I haven't been to. And like, there's just awesome rad art that you haven't really noticed before. Who is the um, architect who designed it? Frank Gehry. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. No, it's nuts. He came into like a Q and a, like a little bit, like a month. Were you there when he did it? I missed that oh. one. Oh. Uh, he's a cool dude. He's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I want to dig into each of your guys' backgrounds, but I guess that should be like for an individual episode. You guys have polar opposite backgrounds, though. Do we? What's uh, your background? I mean, like your last place was... An agency in, in Orlando. Florida. Yeah. And yours was Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty different. Yeah. Did you go to design school? Um, or like any sort of like school? I like this. Just interview each other. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about school if you want. We're hijacking oh, the show. Ooh, yeah. I'm interested in this. Okay. So, um... I started like you went to the school of rock. Okay, so <laughs> with Jack Black, yes, I was a musician <laughs> for a long time. Actual Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a musician for a long time, uh, and 
like through the process of being a musician, like you have to have a website and like make t-shirts and like have brand materials and like all kinds of stuff. And so I had already been like playing around in like all these different applications to like help me learn design and whatnot. And I was simultaneously doing it for our band. Um, and like the band was super active from the time I was about 14 or 15 until I was about 19. Um, and so like in that process, I'm like learning all this stuff and like learning how to design and like make websites and all this stuff. And like simultaneously, like the band started to like lose momentum and like eventually fell apart because of like drugs and like all kinds of stuff. Um, typical metal stuff, classic, <laughs> typical drugs 15 to like, 19 year olds. And like, <laughs> just like, yeah, it was like, it's a really hard industry by the way. Um, and at the same time, like my like design career and like the clients I was working with and like all the stuff I was doing was, was getting, was increasing. And so I went to college. Um, I won't say the, the university because I'm about to bash them. Um, and what I was found, Baylor? no, um, what I found in at least the school I went to, and I'm kind of jealous of the people that went to like Carnegie Mellon and RISD and like all these amazing design schools. Cause I did not have that experience was like the design program at my school was like literally the worst thing ever. It was so, so bad. And it was actually print focused, yet I didn't take a single class on typography, which is kind of absurd. Um, and so what I ended up doing, because the classes were just literally so bad, like I can't even, oh my God. Were they God. bad at the time or are they bad in retrospect? They were bad at the time. Oh, jeez. And like, I'll give you an example. Senior level class, like you're like four years in and like the teacher is like, all right, guys, I'm going to teach you how to import photos from your digital camera into your computer no. and spend an hour. That's crazy. 400 yeah. level. Wait, how do you do it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, give us a demo. There was one teacher though, um, who was absolutely amazing and she was like super hands-on and like awesome and just like well-known in the industry. And she was awesome. Wait, but like wait. most everything else was, was it Arizona was really state. <laughs> no comment. Um, Friend, come on. Man. Anyway. So um, you work at Facebook and there's this thing called Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, so I wasn't having a good experience. So what I did instead was like, instead of letting that like, uh, get me down or like, or not do something, I started building my own stuff, uh, and tried to get real world experience. And so I like met people in Arizona and, um, we just started building things and like, we would try stuff and it might fail or whatever. And like started to get into like startups and like learn way more rapidly. Um, and with that, like getting involved in conferences and like all these things and like really starting to get integrated into the community. And, um, at one of those conferences, I met a bunch of people, um, and which like that eventually led to like a job at Google and now I'm at Facebook and working and for so, no like, 11, which yeah. is, yeah, I worked with Noah. Um, he was my uh, manager at, at Google who, and he's amazing. Um, oh, we know he's coming he's on so, the show. Don't oh, worry. Oh, I know. He's so <laughs> awesome. I love that guy. Um, and so like, I just found that like my school, we're, we're, we're talking about education, right? Like <laughs> a terrible experience, but like I got something good out of it and like saw the, sil you know, the silver lining or whatever. Yeah. It's um, amazing how much of it really is knowing people. Like my entire career came from one random reaching out for a beard, like over Twitter. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there's this, like the, there's this phrase, like it's who you know, right? Yeah. Which I actually disagree with. Um, I, I like preach this whole thing, which, which is like. I think it's about who you intend to know, 
right? Like you have to have that intent to go to the conference and like strike a conversation with someone you might follow, but don't know. And like, I found that like my relationships and where I'm at has like been because of that. And like, that's fair. You know, like I was in Arizona, which is like not, you know, typically known as like having a design culture, but you know, I think there's plenty of other, other kids or like designers or engineers, like in those similar situations where they're not in San Francisco or New York or wherever, but they still want to do this stuff and like feel like they're, they're limited. But I think going to like conferences and like, or just chatting online or whatever is like so valuable. This is what I'm trying to wrap my head around is I guess you can have a good design school experience, but I think Bryn and I have, uh, well, I guess we'll get to you, George, but yeah. have a very similar experience. <laughs> Eventually, where, <laughs> one of these days, don't worry about well, it. Well, it has nothing to do with... Jeremy Show. Welcome to the Jeremy Show. show. I really want to hear myself talk. Yeah, but yeah. it like, had nothing to do with... <laughs> you have a Danny Jones logo. You're fine. That's true. <laughs> had nothing to do with uh, the classes I took. It was it was the exact same thing you said, like reaching out to people that you want to get to know, working on side projects. So <sighs> Totally. I'm, I guess there's a case for design school. I'm just trying to find the connection. No, there's plenty of good schools out there. I just didn't have that experience. Yeah. No, I know. I think it's it's funny. Like here, like I think if you made like a Mad Lib of like design careers, like our stories would be the same Mad Lib, just with different adjectives God. in there. It's you're spewing titles right now. <laughs> a Mad Lib of design careers. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, That's awesome. Sorry, dropping dropping gold. Dropping titles. Uh, um, <laughs> he but, was a wordsmith in another life. Yeah. Um, but no, I think like. You know, we had really similar paths, just different ways of getting there. Like, I started in advertising, which I thought would be really cool. I went to a uh, University of Central Florida and I did their advertising program, which, like, initially I was like, oh, cool advertising. Like, I'm going to learn how to design ads. And it was more like how to be an account person, which was <laughs> not at all anything that was really design related. So I literally had, like, no design classes. Um, but I, it's like what I wanted to do. And so, like, I managed to get like an internship at a local agency and just like absorb, like I learned how to design on the job basically. And then again, like it's just like I, a couple years after that, I realized that like advertising was bullshit and I didn't like it and it was, it was stupid. So now you work for Facebook. Yeah. Advertise and make their money back. <laughs> I'm not making the ads. Like that's, that's different, right? You're, you're making the marketing sites and the emails, not the Parse has no advertising. I will say that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, so like I realized I wanted to like build things that help people do things better versus like, you know, at Facebook, yeah, we have to have ads to make money, but the the goal isn't advertising. It's like to make things that people really enjoy and like help them do something in their lives better. And so like, I realized like that's the shift I wanted to make. And then like one year I just wanted, really wanted to go to South by and you know, I tried to get my, the company I was at to pay for it. And it was like hard and like, you know, if you pay for one person to go, then everybody wants to go kind of thing. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm not going to like wait for like the perfect time to go. Cause there's never going to be a perfect time. So I like put like my whole South by trip on a credit card and like, but that trip ended up to getting me a job at Facebook. So what? yeah, no way. Wow. So it's just like, but it's the same thing. Like, it's like, like deciding that you're not going to wait around for like stuff to come to you, but like, just go out and get it. Yeah. Um, and even the initiative. Yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people just like, I don't know. They just like expect opportunities to come to them. They think and, if they work hard, it'll just happen. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, great. I mean, there's like, I'm sure there's tons of like really talented designers, like designers that are way better than me that just like are just sitting there like waiting for stuff to come to them but they have to go out and get it. You yeah. know, I, th- I mean, I think I'm like a yeah, shitty designer, aggressive. right? But like, I like made the effort and met some people. Don't fish and- for compliments. <laughs> no, that, that's, 
Well, how did you end up out here from Colorado? How'd you, how'd you get to Buffer? Uh, I tweeted at Buffer one day. See? Yep. That's amazing. How did, <laughs> how did I become best friends with Terry Crews? I just tweeted at him. Yeah. And Dude, oh that my just God. happened. When I saw that exchange, I was just like, what? Seriously? Just happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. This isn't a joke? No. So he made a joke. Yeah, yeah well, okay, so uh, Terry Crews was doing an AMA on Reddit, and someone posted a link to a Jimmy Kimmel interview of him talking about his background, and I don't know if you know this, but Terry Crews has, like, the most amazing, like, story of any person in the history of the world. Um, he It's verifiable. Had, yeah, no, he had an art scholarship before he had a football scholarship, chose to play football instead, made it to the NFL, but was, like, third string, like, not super great. So, in the locker room, he's, like, during the games, he's, like, com- he's painting commissioned portraits by his other players of, like, airbrush, like, amazing portraits, like, realistic, like, just awesome hand-painted portraits that he was, like, doing to make extra money on the side, and now he's, like, an amazing, like, famous actor. And so, I tweeted it, like, I saw this video, and I was like, this is so cool, and I was like, I'm going to tweet at him. Like, just like, I didn't really expect anything from it, but I was like, I wonder if Terry Crews would do, we got to post uh, a link to this tweet. Cause this, yeah. this whole conversation is just no, yeah, it's like, I was like, I wonder if Terry Crews would do a design internship at Facebook, just like random, like, I don't know. I guess I'm also like not used to like, it's like being associated with a big brand. So people like listen to you, which is weird, like a new concept for me. Um, but he like <laughs> literally like 30 minutes later, he like tweeted back and he's like, let's talk. And followed me, and we like DM'd back and forth, and like he put us in touch with his agent, and so, um, so yeah, that's maybe maybe the next uh, parsing will be a Terry Crews, yeah, joint. possibly. Wait, so what's did he do it? No, so um, we did book him, and he's gonna come out for a day. For our, um, so we have this like Facebook design, like, and I, I don't know if we even dope ass internship. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't even know if we've announced this internally, but like, um, we have like a Facebook design lecture series where we bring in speakers that have some sort of relationship to design, and uh, I think Terry kind of has that by being an artist, and he's very passionate about art and design. Um, so he's gonna come out and do a lecture, uh, and that's all just from like randomly like i feel like a lot of people would be like oh my god i'm not going to tweet at him like he'll never respond and they just like initially like cut themselves off from even an opportunity of succeeding where it's just like take the chances like fuck it what's remarkable is that the fear of doing that and like getting rejected in a way that no one else will see yeah it's so ridiculous yeah yeah like it's not a thing yeah Yeah. i tried again at south by i tweeted at kanye didn't get any response (laughs) so you know you win some you lose some i don't know Ah, dude, I bet Kanye would do a design internship at Facebook. That would- no, he'd take over the design department. Otherwise, it's not <laughs> he'd, he'd fire you guys. <laughs> He's the new king of design or else it's yeah. nothing. This is like very real thing. Like we're often if like not taking a risk is a risk. Like it's just opportunity it's, cost. Well, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. Like how cheesy, I don't know how cheesy the quote is, but it's like you miss all the shots you don't take. Like nailed it. Michael yeah. Scott. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a switch right Michael there. Scott, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Guys, can we all just, just let that one soak in for a minute? Yeah. Mm. Let it simmer. But yeah, I don't know. It's not slow. No, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and sometimes you don't even know like the connections that, that will happen, right? Like, well, I guess yours was pretty well intentioned to get yeah. Terry Crews to Facebook, but like yeah. sometimes you'll just tweet something and it'll go down. A totally it's pretty crazy path. how those connections happen. It'll mm-hmm. serendipity. Yeah. I mean, but even I mean like not tweeting like when I went to South by that year like I on my way there like when you sign up for South by you get put in this like directory of everyone who's going and you can like have access to message people 
And on my way there, I got a message from someone from Orlando where I was from, and she's like, hey, I see you're from Orlando. We should connect while we're out there. And like a light bulb went off, and I was like, how come I'm not messaging people that I want to talk to while I'm out there? And so I did like a search by company, and I just like searched for like a few like big companies that I like really admired, and just like messaged all of them. Like, I was like, hey, I think this is awesome. Like, let me buy you coffee. And I got responses, and one of the responses was Tim Van Dam. And like Tim I met him, great. he's like the best guy and in the whole you, world. Wait, you've met Tim here though? No, I knew him. I've known him for like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I this met him. Sounds so serendipitous now. Oh, what do you mean? This was two years ago before I was even out here. Oh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. South by like the first South by I went to. I, I messaged about this year when no, you were no, like no, no, bragging no. about it, and you're like Terry Crews, <laughs> no, whatever. No, this was the first year I went to South by. And I, I, he messaged me back and we met up at the dribble meetup and like hit it off and it felt like we had like known each other for a while. And at the time he was at Instagram and he introduced me to a bunch of Facebook people and, um, we stayed in touch and, you know, two years later, like I have a job. So, and that was just a random, like, Hey, I think Instagram's cool. Let me buy you coffee. You know, mine was less uh, nice than that. I was just like, Hey, I have questions about sketch. You want to grab lunch? And he was like, sure. Come yeah. on over. That's awesome. I didn't buy him coffee. Yeah, I was kind of a dick like that. No, I let him come on my. Actually, podcast. I don't think I. I don't think I bought him coffee. Are either, we all sketch sketch fans here? What's the what's yeah. the percentage sketch? Sketch, sketch. Recently, I used Photoshop for Recently, icons. Okay. okay, I'm still slow on the sketch uptake. Like, uh, it still just takes me forever to get anything done. Sketch and Illustrator. I just removed all the icons from my toolbar, and it feels better. <sighs> yeah, You're so cool. the only one I left was Edit and Zoom, so I could see the Zoom percentage. I haven't opened Photoshop. Um, to design anything in like a year or something. Wow. I don't know. I was at sketch. I was on sketch like, no, maybe not a year. Maybe like June. So back in Minnesota, I worked for a print company and this would have been up until like November, 2013. And I had a MacBook air. Mm -hmm. Sketch was the only thing you could really run. Oh, so I was on sketch and I was like early adopter. On the other hand, I also didn't know how to pixel fit anything, which was the worst thing coming out here. So, uh, Jeff Broderick is the one who hired me out here, and he's like, uh, so everything except for your pixel fitting, sure. <laughs> and then uh, he immediately made me switch to Photoshop. I got, mm, okay at Photoshop. I'm, I'm not like a shortcut person like he is, or the other people I worked with. And uh, then as soon as he left the company I was working at, it was like back to Sketch in a heartbeat. I love Sketch. Sketch, like I just switched to being on the beta full time because I was mm. on like regular Sketch 3. Risky. The beta is so good. Living dangerously. I know, right? No, I can't do it. I, I know so many people who are just living on the beta. It's crazy. I actually hear the beta is like super like stable. <laughs> well, compared to Sketch. <laughs> I don't, you know, everyone always, it's all like a 50% failure like rate. Being not stable. I don't have any issues. Like, Man, almost, you should make a complex time. icon in it and then try and move it. <laughs> I don't like, so do a bunch wh- of Boolean edits and just like, well, when it comes Boolean to operation. icon design, I do it in Illustrator. Um, Illustrator. I find Illustrator's Pathfinder tools to be a little better. Although like with Sketch, what's kind of brilliant is like, you have this like, um, the Pathfinder tools are non-destructive. So like you can like subtract or like mm-hmm. whatever a shape and like you can still go back and edit it. Whereas like if you do that in Illustrator, like you can do that commits. in Photoshop too. They're non-destructive. Yeah, sure. But I can't use Photoshop for icon design because like there's like a whole bunch of reasons. It's, it's, well, it's so harder, technically yeah. wrong, but, but like, it works so well. So, so I like truly believe a hundred, a hundred percent with like every ounce 
my being that you should design at one X. Yep. And I feel like like just Photoshop has like vector tools to like design and you can design your, your icons at one X for the most part mm-hmm. or whatever. But like the exporting is just like a pain in the ass. Oh dude. Like, generator is so easy. I drag click. I say first SVG dragon. And like you have to have like you have to like. I I love sketches. Like I can make or or Illustrator because I can make artboards of like all my icons and like have them organized and like not have to have a Photoshop file for like everything. Or like if I do, it's like all in like this grid that I have to like slice and like I'm just slice. What is wrong with uh, you? Like like, there's like so many ways of doing all this stuff. But like I don't know. Like I'm just not a fan. Like yeah, you can use like the generate tool or whatever. One icon per layer, no problem. I don't know. Not a fan of the workflow. Just label them with a .dot svg. Um, but whatever. I'm just like so into Sketch and Illustrator. <laughs> I wish and it's I could tough because I work on a team that uses all Photoshop for everything. Illustrator is hard. Wait, for really? Me. Ooh, yeah. Every time I see, you, but like, like every time you know, they do their thing, comp, and that's fine. And I just do my thing. Hmm. Does that make collaboration hard? No, like it doesn't make collaboration hard. Um, it occasionally creates just a tiny bit more work, but I mean. It hasn't created any problems, so I've been cool with it. It's going to sound so uh, naive, but like, are you guys worried about feature bloat with Messenger with all the new stuff? Like, is it going to get to the point where it just feels like too much and then someone's going to build a Messenger app that's like, ah, finally, just a one to one Messenger without all the apps? Like, I don't know. Do you feel like there is that? What? Do you feel like there's that problem today? Isn't that called iMessage? Yeah. So it's already built, so it's not an issue. But me- they're not Messenger's competing with iMessage. But they're not going to get disrupted because it already exists. They're adding features to the platform. I'm saying, I'm trying to figure out how big, like, if you guys factor in this concern that if... I don't know, I could be totally misguided here. I'm just genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah. If you're worried about having so many things in one Messenger app. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think you have, like, for example, like, the Facebook Blue app is, like, there is, like, a million things in there. But it's still, like, inherently simple and intuitive. And I think that we have an incredible design team that, you know, as the app scales and gets bigger, like we can solve these problems and we're confident in solving these problems. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an issue today and I don't think it'll be an issue in the future. And if it is, you'll figure it out. Yeah, totally. And that's what we're, that's what we're there to do. They do have right? some remarkable designers and engineers. I mean, these are, these are problems that are solvable. Yeah, yeah totally. And I think from like an outside non-messenger designer perspective, like think of all the stuff that email does, right? Like it can do anything. And it's such like, I feel like it's in another, another one of those situations where like the restrictions make you more creative. And the fact that all you have is like a little speech bubble, like what can you do with that? Versus like you can do like any, like a, Standalone app can do anything, right? But I don't know. Oh, I have a killer question. Why are there multiple sizes of the blue thumbs up icon? Because you can do like six sizes. Yeah. So like you hold it down and like you like hold it for however long you want to like express that like, right? <laughs> I think it's fun. This, like the little noises and like the way it shakes. I kind of want to play the sound incredible. effect into my microphone. Our sound design team yes. is... Oh, dude. I never oh my have my God. phone on volume, but every time I do, Facebook... Like all those pops and so, can I tell you how awesome it is to like work with a sound designer nope, from like stop. the start of a project? It's amazing. This is like I popped it. I popped it. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you hold it too long, like it Your won't. Thumbs sound. up exploded. It did. Oops. Um. Man, these guys are so brilliant, and it's especially like interesting to me because I used to be a musician and like recording artist, and these guys are so passionate about like the smallest little details. They're amazing, and they care so much. Um, 
about this stuff and like not annoying people like you, you they have to play something a million times and make sure it, they still love hearing it and i think the pop ding sound in messenger when you get that notification is incredible and i think that's like somewhere that facebook's leading the pack as far as tech companies because we have like a fully integrated in-house sound design team like i don't know of any other companies that i'm aware of and i'm sure maybe apple but like i don't know of any other like tech companies that I'm can sure say Google that would. I, as far as I know, and you may know better than I do, that they, they contract most of that sound design stuff, right? Google definitely plays with sound, definitely not on the level of Facebook, and it's definitely not integrated into the design team. Like when I joined Facebook, like... You're on the this, Google for iOS app. Yeah, yeah. But like when you when you join Facebook, um, more often than not, like you go through the, this training and you have like two weeks where like all these teams like you know, you know, they're sharing what projects they work on and like, you're trying to pick which team you want to be on. And one of those teams that comes to talk to you is like the sound design team. And they're not necessarily there to like, have you join their team? Cause like, unless you're a sound engineer, um, but like, they're there to tell you like, guys, like we're here to work with you. This is all the cool stuff we're working on. If you have an idea for a project, like tell us about it and like, let's make it happen from the beginning and like integrate it into your design. It just adds like that. It's so awesome. Yeah, and it like they're they're definitely very excited about getting in early because like it just adds such like a next level of polish to prototypes to actually have like sounds and stuff in them. Like I think it just sells the concept way better. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm curious about is what at what point in the design process for someone not as big as Facebook to say, all right, now sound is the next logical step for our design process. I don't know. I'd be curious. I mean, I think another app on like as far as resources go on a smaller scale would be Tweetbot right like they have a ton of sounds in their app and they're all really cool they have and sounds it, in their app yeah totally they're awesome oh, just, <laughs> i just leave everything on <laughs> Damn mute. You, no i i love the interactions on tweetbot i just always have my phone on mute well i think and that's like, like uh, yeah. when, you're, when you're talking about like a, what at what stage do apps like start to integrate sound i think that like sound is not going to make or break an app's experience right because it's all auditory and has no d- effect on design but it's like when you have like a really good app that's like you know, like if you could quantify it like 90% out of 100%, like sound might be that extra last like 5%. Like those last few percents that are so hard to get, but like it's just that little polish that you like, you're like, you use it and you, it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't occur to you, but it's just so well it's, put together. It seems like such a quick way to make that leap to connecting with someone emotionally. Like mm-hmm. you can do that visually, but it's really freaking hard. But just now when you did the, the balloon popping, like yeah. stretching and squeaking and then it pops, like, how many memories does that evoke for yeah. anyone, right? Yeah. Anyone in the world. And it's None. like, it's like Sonic. <laughs> it's like, had a really sad childhood. <laughs> no <Aww>. balloons. <laughs> um, it's like Sonic branding, right? Like you can start to develop a suite of sounds that sound like a certain thing. And I think that like messenger really took advantage of this with the, the TV commercials that they did that were all, it was like a background track and messenger sound effects. And you don't even need to see the UI to know that it's messenger because there's just like, you have that connection with the sounds and it's just another way to like establish like, this is who we are and like instantly get that connection. Like, Oh, this sound is messenger. I've heard this. I know what it is. Like it's very unique and distinctive and it's like just another level of branding. There's another interesting topic, which is animation, right? And I think like it's different than sound, but I think they can like enforce similar things. Um, and like I found that when I was working at Google, I was like working on interactions and motion for like a good 50% of the stuff I was working on. 
and like everything in the app we worked on was had had some kind of interaction or motion or animation. You spend a lot of time in origami these days. Um, I dived right into my project, and so like I've been in that, and I haven't had time to learn origami. Um, I like when I was at Google, I was I was in After Effects, which is a brilliant tool for like you tap something and it happens, uh, but it's not great for like sliding your finger on something and getting interaction and like feeling something yeah. you can fake it and like pretend it's just not the same, but it's so fast and you can literally do anything. And I'm not like, I'm not like super into like, it's this tool or nothing necessarily. Like I know I was like preaching on sketch earlier, but like I still have to use Photoshop every now and then because it's the right tool for that right thing. Um, but I think like there's all these amazing tools and they all have like different use cases. And I think, you know, as I start to like work, I was working a lot on like web stuff, but like, as I start to transition more into like the mobile stuff, um, I'll probably start to integrate things like origami or other tools. Into framer framer. Yeah. We got the framer guy. Yeah. Here. I'm real big on framer. Why? Um, I don't know. I think, well, I definitely agree with Jeremy that there's like a right tool for the job. And I think there's like, there's almost like a right tool for the person, right? Like I think origami is very, it's like a different way of thinking, right? Cause it's all kind of visual and laid out and you can see like, okay, here's this piece and there's a little noodle connecting it to this piece. And I can like see the thing come in here and come out here and it's different. Whereas framer, you kind of, it's code based. So you have to kind of maintain that map of your functions in your head. Um, but you know, I'm very pro framer because a, I think if you're going to learn a new tool, learning framer, you're also learning JavaScript. So that's like a, like, that's like a knowledge that you can use outside of that specific use case. Um, I really like how shareable framer stuff is. I can instantly like have something send Brent a link and he can open it and it just works. Like there's no, cause it's all web stuff, right? So it's just, it's just going to work. He doesn't have to have any apps. He doesn't have to have any special thing. It just kind of works. It works now too. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've only used, I've been like super, they've been doing like, some insane stuff. Like, yeah. They've got their own scripting thing. Too, oh, nice. So you can do yeah, stuff yeah. Like, I think it's um, JavaScript. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's no, they, they're sponsors. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go edit that out and like put like the actual fact in. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and even like it is, it is JavaScript, right? So you can import, there's so many JavaScript libraries out there that you can just drop in and that are already done. So the, the, the community is much more open and bigger because anyone can like, or there are pre existing so many JavaScript things that you can just easily drop right into Framer, like parse. Like I did like a couple parse Framer guides that seem to be really like well received in the community because I think like it just made sense. It just was like three lines of code and instantly your prototypes hooked up to a real back end and you can like pull data. In. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Wilson that talked about your yeah. posts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It's yeah, it's crazy. I was like I don't know, I just had like this I was at a framer meetup and somebody was talking about something and I was like, oh, I wonder if parse would work well with framer. And I talked to Kuhn and I guess he actually used to use parse when he was at Facebook to do some stuff like with Framer. Um, so I threw together a couple guides and like, uh, people really seem to dig them. So how are you guys individually, not Facebook as a company, how are you individually staying on the cutting edge, cutting edge of design and like staying ahead of some of these trends like sound design and animation? They're not, he's on after effects and illustrator and he's from Florida. <laughs> how are you trying to I don't to know push much push about internet stuff. I'm from Florida. <laughs> well, how are you pushing yourself every day? I'm not sure I think about it in terms of like tools. And like learning new tools, I guess like um, as I as I start to work on projects that are at a larger scale, like for me the most challenging thing I think going forward is like 
how do you design interfaces that work for so many people? And one way I like to push myself is to try and figure out ways um, to design an interface that is unique to different people. And I think that's really hard to do. It's super challenging engineering-wise. But like, if you think about, like, let's go super deep for a second. Like, if you think about like the movie Her, for example, and uh, you think about like Scarlett Johansson as that character, as the user interface, she's communicating with um, what's his name, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, and she has a personality. She's interacting with him in a certain way, right? But if she was that exact same personality and interacted the same way with a completely different person, it might not work for them and it might not be the best experience. The same way that like when you're a kid and like you want to go out with your friends, but you're too young, like you don't have enough money, you're like 12 or 13 and you ask your parents for money, like you would ask your mom for money differently than you would ask your dad for money. And like there, there's just like different things associated with that. So like one thing I'd like to challenge myself and maybe we're not there yet is like, how can we start to think about building um, experiences for people that like are like super personal and unique to them and like trying to figure out the different design solutions for like different situations and use cases, which is, like I said, just so hard to do. Um, and it goes to this bigger thing, which um, my buddy drew Wilson uh, kind of coined, which is the iceberg effect. And we might've talked about this before, but um, like today what we have is like, we have so much, so much that you like interact with. Um, and like, we're just starting to like, really like build all this code and all this design thinking behind these things. But like over time, what we're really going to need is like this iceberg, which is like what you see on the surface is like almost nothing. Like you're you're like interacting with so little because there's essentially so much thinking and like engineering below the surface that you don't even realize is happening that like completes this experience and almost makes design become invisible, which is like really what we're trying to do because we're not here to like build pretty fancy things that are like just there to like like yeah we want the light it's and whatnot. not jewelry it's not jewelry we're like actually trying to solve problems and like enrich people's lives and i think like um one of the reasons why i'm in in technology and doing what i do is like i want to eliminate all these mundane situations for people so that they can actually like live their life better and it sounds kind of corny and cheesy but it's like I like really truly believe that. And like, there's so many things designed, not even in like tech, but like in regular things like the stamps on your clothing, like that tell you how to wash your clothes. Like it's like almost unusable. And like, there's so many like things like what if Apple like designed like a washer or dryer? Like what would that, like how would that work? Why would they need to do that? There's now parse IOT. But like imagine, or you know what I mean? Like imagine if they did, like it would be so simple. And I would be like, actually designed so you can eliminate like how it, how you like, have to think about how it works and like all this stuff that just like gets in the way i love the of, theoretical like, apple more than i like the, the real theoretical apple, apple right <laughs> it um, so simple i promise i don't know there's like all these experiences that no i'm um, with you yeah i want to build that i just don't think um as like as we go forward i just don't think we're gonna like i think we have to think about way more and it it won't necessarily just be like that one user interface that all of these people see. I want to, that's my opinion. I want a click wheel washing machine. <laughs> like my, my objective is not to like learn origami. It's like to like find better ways to build these experiences. That's how I'd like to push myself. Well, maybe we should end it there. Uh, I think that's good enough. Do you guys want to plug anything before you go? 
Twitter. Jeremy. At <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, guys, please. <laughs> Jeremy is at Age of Jeremy and oh, or no. at Jerwolf Doe Dude, oh, we're going to link to both your parody accounts. Jer- oh, my God. <laughs> your you real parody accounts? I oh, do. Man, I'm do. so jealous. Sam, Sam built a script that quotes his old metal lyrics. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and it's at Age of Jeremy and like oh, the name man. is Metal Jeremy. That's it's so good. good. I feel like I've seen yeah. that in my timeline. It's so probably have. so funny. That's awesome. Sam might have retweeted a few of them. Anything you want to plug? Well, for real, what what are you now? You used to be Jeremy G Tech. Oh God, I know. No, I'm. Oh, I don't even want to go there. My handle is terrible. It's Jeremy Goldberg, like the way you spell my name, but at the end it's like it doesn't have B R G, like no E. Ugh. You skipped the it. vowels in the second half I of your last I, like, name. There's, there's this like well-known photographer who like pretty much has Jeremy Goldberg on everything, and like he takes awesome photos, by the way. But yeah, I can't like get like dribble. At least I have like my full real name, but like that's obvious. Ugh, People think I work at so Uber because I couldn't get at Bryn oh, or at Bryn Jackson yeah, or at Bryn underscore Jackson. Mine's nice or... and short, three letters. DK three. No. Yeah. no. It's yeah. two letters and a number. Whatever. Three characters. There you go. Cool. Um, I don't know. I guess like if you're in the Bay Area and you want to come have lunch with me and Jeremy. Yeah. You're welcome to come fun. by. Any cool. design. I'll any designers. sign up for that for first Brian. slot. Good luck. Any designers out there who are very welcoming <laughs> Only and designers. friendly. But yeah. Just like, Only. Yeah. No. If you're not a designer, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I don't. Anyone is like a pretty like. That's like. That's pretty general. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to like have some purpose behind it. Some purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like so happy to talk to like anyone about anything design related i'm just like so into it and so into meeting other people and um yeah if you feel like you want to talk to me for some reason just like hit me up i just want someone to talk Go to nuts and reach out to me <laughs> 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 someone please her awesome. left me oh, well thanks for coming on the show guys yeah, this was so thanks awesome. for having yeah. us you guys are so cool yep oh God. i'm we didn't ruin it <laughs> ah, cool next time sweet cool so that was our show uh if you enjoyed this format hit us up we're on twitter at design details fm or shoot us an email uh design details fm at gmail.com we love to hear your thoughts comments and feedback especially when they're good ones especially Otherwise you can, uh, i mean you can go somewhere else that's fine Whatever. no if you have thoughts uh negative or otherwise hit us up thanks we for listening we love you anyway we love you and thank you for listening <laughs>